Several years ago, I heard Donald Trump say, it takes just as much work to do a big deal as it does to do a small deal. That's why I only do big deals. And I thought that was great advice. And ever since then, when I've been looking at deals and opportunities, I have had in the back of my mind an idea, a voice that says, it takes just as much work to do a small deal. Why not do a big deal? And now I've discovered that's just the way life is. It takes work to do anything. Why not choose to think big? So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hello and welcome to Think Rich Radio. I am your host, Jeremy Whaley. It's so fantastic to have you listening to me today as we're jumping into another great episode on the mindset that goes into wealth, the mindset that goes into what it means to be abundant and to think rich, as I like to say. I got an episode I'm excited to share with you today. We're going to diverge a little bit from what we have been talking about. If you're just joining us, we've been working through the Success Classic Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And uh, that's been fantastic. We've had some great feedback about that, but I just decided I want to take a break from that. And I have a couple episodes here that I'm going to release that are not based on Think and Grow Rich. And instead, they're just a reflection of some of the core values of the podcast and of myself. Uh, But speaking of Think and Grow Rich, I've been putting a new program together called Think Rich 2020. This is the first time that I've ever put together a personal development program. I've done a lot of other training programs. I've done stuff on stock trading and finance and all sorts of other great things, but it's the first time I've ever done a actual personal development program. And I have to say, I've had a really good time doing it. I've got all the videos recorded now. I've been in the editing process and I can definitively say now, after seeing how this thing is turning out, this is going to be a life-changing experience for so many of you. So I'm really looking forward to sharing it and getting your feedback. If you've not signed up yet, go to thinkrichradio.com and click on the Think and Grow Rich ebook, which will download for you for free. And in that process, you'll have the opportunity to sign up to get alerted when the Think Rich 2020 program is released, which will be uh, very soon here. And so I'd love to have you on that that mailing list, and uh, that way I can just announce it and let you know when that's all going to be happening. So why don't I call this podcast Think Rich Radio? Somebody challenged me on that recently, and they said, well, you don't want to be telling people to be rich. And I said, sure I do. What do you want me to tell them? Think poor? Is that what you want me to say? You want me to say, go out and think poor because you're a humble and meek person, and there's no reason to think rich when you can think poor. Well, I said it totally different. I said, no, why think poor when you can think rich? It takes just as much energy. In fact, I think it takes more energy to think poor as it does to think rich. Takes just as much energy to think poor, and yet that's where most people like to spend their life. They spend their life thinking poor, doing the things that poor people do, cutting every corner, cutting every coupon, scraping by, barely putting all this energy into the worry about how we're gonna pay our bills. If it takes just as much energy to think poor as it does to think rich, why not think rich? There's a lot of reasons that we do it. A lot of reasons that we should think rich. Number one, it's just as easy. Number two, it sets a positive intention. Why would we 
want to put an intention out there that says, oh, I don't want to think rich? Why would we put an intention out there that says, I don't want to have anything to do with it? And then we wonder why we don't have any money. Isn't that crazy? How many of us grew up in families where we were taught that if you're rich, then, you know, there's a good chance that you're not righteous and holy enough. And consequently, you want to be humble and poor because blessed are the poor. And then consequently, what happens? You're poor and you wonder why you're struggling to pay bills and you're wondering why you're struggling to survive. Whenever we use words like think rich, it breaks the hypnosis. I know, I just used the dirty H word, hypnosis. Most people don't realize it, but our culture is hypnotized. We're hypnotized by the news media. We're hypnotized by our school and our education system and our churches and everything else in our life that tells us how to think, what to think, and they frame all of their worldview for us and expect us to adopt their own worldviews. Well, what if that's not the worldview that I want? What if that worldview isn't even reality? There's a lot of things that we've been taught were true that weren't really true. One of my closest friends today, before I ever met this man, I was told by somebody else that he was a schmuck, that he was a jerk. I was told that he mistreated people and he was hard to work with and difficult to work for. And I heard all these stories about this guy. And for years I knew about him, but I had never met him. And then one day I met him and I found out that this man was the exact opposite of what I had been told about him. What if some of the greatest treasures of our life are the opposite of what we've been told and we've been missing out because we believed the lie, we believed somebody else's story rather than going and finding out for ourselves? The reason this podcast is called Think Rich Radio is because it takes just as much energy to think rich as it does poor, but the rewards are exponentially better. That's why I want to think rich. So what does it mean? What is rich? How do we define rich? What is rich? Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is rich is not money. No, you see, as soon as you hear the word rich, most people, they get a little tense and they're like, oh, rich, ooh, they're going to be driving nice cars. It's all about the money, 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 money. No, it's not about the money. It's never been about the money. Every truly wealthy individual that I know will tell you it's not about the money. It's about the game. It's about the experience. It's about everything else. It's never about the money. The only people that make it about the money are the poor people. I'm telling you, I've been on both sides of it, and I'm telling you firsthand. The only people that make it about the money are the poor people. You say, well, it must be about all the material things. No, it's not about the things and stuff. It's not about the things. That's not what rich is about. It's not about the stature. It's not about the significance. Rich is a word that we use to describe abundance, but not any abundance, abundance that is above and beyond all of our needs. Tapping into infinite abundance so we can experience the extraordinary life we were created to live. That's what thinking rich is about. It's about the relationships. How much are relationships worth? There's no money that we can apply to the value of quality relationships. It's about health. What's the price of health? What's the value of good health? There's no price tag for good health. What about quality emotional life, being happy, being joyful? What about living a fulfilling life? 
What about the experiences that you get to have during your life? All of this is what wealth is about. All of this is what abundance is about. And yes, there is financial abundance as well. Yes, it is true. But money is always going to be at the bottom of the list. Not because it's not important, but because it's not the most important thing. Thinking rich is not about money. It's about receiving the infinite abundance that is available to all of us. In episode 19, I talked about the six human needs that drive all of us. They are certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, and growth and contribution. Those are the six needs that drive all of us. And what's interesting is whenever somebody's thinking poor, whenever they're thinking about living in poverty, when they're thinking about everything that they do not have in their life, they're meeting those six human needs. They're just doing it in a dysfunctional way. But there's a certainty. I know I'm not gonna get any worse than I am right now, so I'm just gonna be poor. There's a variety, there's an uncertainty. I wonder how long before the creditors come knocking. There's a significance, oh, look at me, look how poor I am. There's connection. Connection with other people who are in just as bad a shape. Connection with yourself. There's not a lot of growth and there's not a whole lot of contribution happening when you're poor. That's kind of why you're poor. If you were growing and contributing, you might rise out of the ashes of poverty. But it's meeting those needs. That's the reason that people choose to stay poor. And it's meeting other needs as well. You know, there's plenty of poor people with everything in the world. Who do you know that's chronically depressed, chronically focused on everything that's wrong in their life? This isn't right. That's not right. Such and such didn't do what they were supposed to do. And I don't have enough money to pay all my bills. And I don't have this and I don't have that. We all know people like that. And yet, if you look at it from the outside, you got to think they're crazy. I mean, they have more material things than a person 50 or 100 years ago could have dreamed of. Just the freaking phone in their hand is more than people 100 years ago could have dreamed about. And yet, these people are so focused on everything they do not have. They have everything that they need and more, and yet they are as poor as the poorest person when it comes to their mindset and to their thinking. And in the same way, there are rich people who have absolutely nothing. Rich people with nothing, can that be? I went to Fiji a few years ago, and in Fiji, it's a fascinating culture. These Fijians would play soccer with each other. They didn't have hardly anything. They didn't have running water in their villages. And they would play soccer, and when the other team would score, everybody would cheer, even if you just gave up the goal. How different is that than the materialism that we experience in the Western world? They celebrated for no reason. They just celebrated because they were happy. They were richer than most of the people that I have ever met. They were celebrating things that were ridiculous to celebrate. They were enjoying life. They were excited and full of wealth and full of energy and full of richness simply because they were breathing and living and enjoying relationships with each other. They understood what it meant to think rich. So why would somebody choose to struggle? 
If it's just as easy to think rich as it is to think poor, why would people choose to think poor? And the only answer I can come up with is it meets their needs. Not their financial needs, but their emotional needs. Remember, we're driven by our six human needs. In fact, people will violate their values to meet their needs. I got an email one time from a lady. Her name was Robin. And she sent me this email that was full of hate and accusations. And she told me I was leading people to the devil because I was teaching them about wealth and finance. And she even accused me of being part of the Illuminati. She said, you're one of them. I know you. And I'm thinking, well, if I'm one of the Illuminati, they're in big trouble because I'm not helping them very much. But regardless, what she was reflecting to me was her religious indoctrination. She kept saying over and over, money's the root of all evil. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. Only the meek will inherit the earth. And I said to her, you're taking these statements out of context. It never says money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money. In another story, you see the master who gave the servants money and said, take care of this while I'm leaving town. And one of the servants went and invested it and doubled the money. Another one went and invested it and made some more money. And the third one was so afraid that he would lose the money that he buried it. And when the master came back, what did he say? He said, because you did not invest my money, I'm taking it from you and I'm giving it to the richest among you so that he can invest it wisely. Whenever we indoctrinate people that money is the root of all evil, we're committing spiritual abuse. We're teaching people that it's better to be poor than to be abundant. We're teaching people that it's better to focus on what you don't have and be proud of what you don't have than to experience and receive all of the gifts that have already been given to you. But you see, by teaching that, we're missing the very issue at hand. It's not about the money. It was never about the money. Money is amoral. It doesn't have a good or a bad to it. Money is what we do with the money. Remember, it says where your heart is, there your treasure is. Remember, it says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not all evil, all kinds of evil. And you know what? I've certainly seen some greedy people. I've seen some relationships torn up over money. It's really sad. I've even experienced that. I've been shocked at what people will do over money. But you know, the money is not the issue, and having money or not having money is not the issue. I've seen poor people sitting on the side of the street, homeless people, fighting over money. Who's more greedy? The rich man who's earning the money through an honest means? Or the homeless man who's fighting and committing a crime to go get a little bit more money. Religion has missed the mark, and religion is always going to miss the mark. Religion makes it about do's and don'ts, but it's not about do's and don'ts. It's about the heart. It's about the intention. Remember, it also says where your heart is, there your treasure is. Where your heart is. So where is your heart? Are you worried about people's approval? This lady who sent me this email and accused me of all these things, what she was really worried about was she was worried about the people at her church that thought she was going to appear wealthy. Are you worried that you're going to look good on the outside? 
Are you working hard to appear humble? Are you working hard to appear meek so that people know that you're just not one of them greedy schmucks? Is that your concern? And yet, whenever you talk about wealthy people, do you speak with an air of resentment, an air of contention? Because, well, they must be dirty. They have money. People who think like that are impoverished on the inside. The most greedy people I know are the poorest ones. They hoard every little thing as if it can never be returned, as if they can't get it back. But here's my question. Who's going to build the water wells? Who's going to print the Bibles? Who's going to go solve world hunger? Who's going to do good if it's not for good people with good intentions and good hearts earning money so they can turn around and do good? I have a dear friend who's had a fortunate job for the last uh, 15 or so years, and he's gotten to work with millions of people around the world. And we were talking about his financial status a few months ago, and he said, you know, Jeremy, I don't have much money, relatively speaking. I've made good money, but I don't have a lot of it. But I have relationships like you wouldn't believe. He said, I'm a billionaire in relationships, and that's what really matters. And I would suggest to you that whenever you think about wealth, whenever you think about rich, when you think about abundance, think about the things that matter, the least of which is money. Money is important. It's just not the definition of rich. I started off saying it takes just as much effort to think poor as it does to think rich. I'm actually going to change it. I think it takes more effort to think poor than it does to think rich. When you're thinking rich, you're receiving abundance. When you're thinking rich, you're receiving everything that life has to give you. And life is about abundance. The universe is about abundance. There's no lack in the universe. The world around you has no lack. It's a human construct to believe that there's a finite resource and we have to hoard after it so that we can go get it. We were created with infinite abundance and when you're living in abundance, when you're living rich, you're actually spending less energy. You're living in the flow. You're starting to live, you're starting to experience the extraordinary life that you were created to live. That's what it means to think rich. Thanks for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I tell you what I really appreciate when you guys go over to Apple podcast or Stitcher or Google or Alexa or any of these places where they distribute podcasts and you go in there and give me a review and you share this thing. It means the world to me. I appreciate it so much. You guys have been amazing at uh, helping me grow this thing organically and get the word out. And if you guys would continue to do that, it would mean the world to me. So thank you so much for doing it. And if you haven't subscribed, be sure to subscribe because the next episode is, I think it's going to be one of my favorite ones yet. You want to make sure you get it. Get yourself subscribed. Stay tuned and I'll see you next time. Until then, live extraordinary.